Hello, ladies and gentlemen, and welcome to episode 22 of the CNC Sportscast. My name is Kevin Yarmel here alongside my co-host, uh, Cosmo, as always. Uh, we are today, Saturday, October 8th, and we are officially, well, less, much less than 24 hours away um, from Sunday kickoff, week five. Um, already, we, uh, obviously, week five has already started off with the game that uh, happened in uh denver on thursday um we'll get into that uh later on the episode as a quick preview of what's going to be going down in this episode uh we'll start off like uh, we usually do our our saturday friday or saturday episodes where we will quickly uh actually we'll flip it around we usually start with news but i think today we're going to start with a thursday night recap of what happened in that game and what our takeaways were then we'll jump into a quick just very brief uh, injury update on for all the teams going into tomorrow's game, what their latest, the biggest injuries are. Then we'll feature three or four of the biggest matchups uh, for week five. Uh, then transfer that into our pick'ems where we'll pick all the games uh, and see who we have winning. And then to end it off, we will give our bold prediction where we'll each pick, uh, make one um, extreme prediction that we think will come to fruition on um, – Sunday. But with that being said, let's go ahead and recap what was possibly right now, I think hands down was, but is possibly going to be up for worst game of the year. Uh, that was between the Indianapolis Colts and the Denver Broncos on Thursday night, a game that did go to overtime, but perhaps was the most boring overtime game of all time with the Indianapolis Colts getting the win 12 to nine over the Broncos uh, pretty pathetic stats for both teams. Absolutely no running game for either team. The leading rusher in the game was uh, Deion Jackson for the Colts uh, with 62 yards. Uh, quarterback play also just terrible. Uh, Matt Ryan threw 41 times for 250 yards. No touchdown, two picks. Um, and then for the Broncos, uh, Russell Wilson, another pretty poor game. He threw it 40 times, uh, had basically 50% completion percent, 274 yards. Also, no touchdown and two picks. Um, the only bright spot possibly that you could maybe pull up in this game was, I mean, obviously the defenses. Uh, these two teams that definitely are prided by the defenses. And then maybe you could say a uh, rookie like Alex, Alec Pierce, eight with seven, 81 yards. So he had a fairly good game. Um, but, yeah, um, I'll let you go ahead and give us your – just what was your overall takeaways from this poor performance by both these teams? Um, I mean, I feel like you kind of nailed it there. Um, I mean, Matt Ryan was sacked six total times. So when I was watching the game, at least the run game wasn't really getting started either. So it looks like there's definitely struggles on a line, but neither offense could really get anything to go. Of course, no touchdowns being scored in the game. And I feel like you made a good point with the running game, especially um, the Colts with the absence of – uh, Jonathan Taylor, and of course the Broncos, their first game without Javante Williams. I think it was definitely noticeable for both teams. And um, but I mean, that, I mean, some receivers, like you said, Alex Pierce had a good game. I mean, Sutton had five receptions for seventy-four yards. But at the end of the game, um, I feel like the Broncos had the lead. They were in easily could have kicked a field goal, cheat out the clock, kick the field goal, and win the game. But instead, 
they test uh, Stephon Gilmore and get picked off and paid for it. And then the Colts will, in a later situation, they'll go up, take a shot at the end zone again. It'll get batted down, going for it on fourth and one set, taking the field goal in overtime. And so I feel like it's another thing going back to Hackett, where it's like, you know, these decisions he's making, I feel like, are costing the Broncos games, where the Broncos may not be as good as a team as we thought they were going to be. But I feel like the coaching airs of Hackett definitely has something to do with that. I mean, yeah, I agree. I, if I'm, and I've talked about this before, just because the Broncos have faced the Texans, and I watched again beginning to end, and was just and still upset that we lost that game, uh, as bad as this Broncos. And we also played this Colts team, and again, they did not look very good. I mean, you think about how poorly the Texans have played. If you're a Texans fan, or even if you've seen the Texans, they've tied one of these teams and really should have beat the other one. And people were both concerned. And the fa- sad fact is, both these teams, not both of them, but at least for the Colts they're still in contention to win the division. I think the Jags are looking well, but uh, if, if I'm a fan of either one of these teams, I don't even – Colts or the Broncos, I feel like I come out the same way. I mean, quarterback problems, uh, coaching problems if you're Denver. Um, obviously, without no run game for either team, when, when you have starting running backs, especially Andrew, the Colts O-line, even when Jonathan Taylor's going to come back, that O-line looks terrible. Even guys like Quentin Nelson aren't looking their best because they're relying on guys around them. I mean, yeah, just just overall, just only bad bad out outcomes from that game and disappointment from fans. Um, but I don't want to spend too much time on that game, as disappointing as it was. Uh, let's go ahead and jump into a quick, just very quick overview of some of the injuries heading into this Sunday slate of games. Um, the Broncos, I will say, as far as Thursday game injuries, they did face some pretty bad injuries. Um, uh, left tackle Garrett Boyles was carted off the field with a broken right leg. Um, he's going to miss, obviously, a good amount of time, maybe the year, because of um, – obviously, that's a serious injury. Um, also for them, um, I believe it was uh, Roby, Bradley Roby, who tours ACL in that game. So uh, it's obviously not good for the Broncos facing those injury problems now, uh, even though they were already struggling, obviously, prior to that – other teams, the Bills have ruled out Jordan Poyer, Dawson Knox, Christian Benford, uh, Jake Kumiro, Kumiro, and Jameson Crowder for Sunday's games against the Steelers. Uh, for the Giants, uh, who will play the Packers in London, Daniel Jones is off the injury report and will start, so good news for them. Also for the Giants, rookie receiver Rondale Robinson is uh, still out due to his knee injury. Tyrod Taylor is out with a concussion, so Davis Webb will be the backup quarterback in case something were to happen to um, Daniel Jones. Falcons' Kyle Pitt has been ruled out for Sunday's game against Tampa Bay due to a hamstring injury, big loss for them. Um, uh, For the Saints, uh, will once again start Andy Dalton against Seattle, which James Winston is still not 100%. Michael Thomas is also out, but um, uh, Alvin Kamara will return. The Ravens have ruled out Rashad Bateman and Justin Houston and Justice Hill for Sunday night against the Bengals. Uh, the Dolphins have a couple different injuries. Tyreek Hill was once again limited in practice. Uh, that was on uh, this yesterday, so he's a game-time decision. Um, the Lions uh, still continue to have their injury bug uh, with DJ Chark, uh, DeAndre Swift, and Charles Harris all out versus the Patriots, while receiver Amon St. Brown, Amon, Amon Ross St. Brown, uh, Jonah Jackson, and Josh Reynolds are all questionable. Uh, for the Chargers, Keenan Allen will miss his fourth straight game. 
Uh, the, and for the Patriots, uh, Mac Jones is doubtful for Sunday against the Lions. It looks like rook, uh, the rookie Bailey Zappi from Western Kentucky will make his first career NFL start uh, against Detroit. So that's just a quick injury recap that we've kind of going over. Obviously, some big names being missed for a lot of teams. But with that being said, let's look into the Sunday slate of games. Um, and go ahead and start it off with the first game of the day, the 8.30 a.m. Central time game tomorrow. Uh, London's finally getting uh, two – this is the first time since they've been playing games in London that they're going to get two teams with uh, winning records. Now, definitely – I, I think this is an interesting game, Mo, and I'd like to get your opinion because, in my opinion, even though this is the Packers are obviously in this game, I, I could see this game being relatively low scoring just because – um, obviously the Giants aren't going to produce on offense that much. You know, obviously they've had – they have Saquon Barkley, and he is looking looking good, but with Daniel Jones kind of banged up, and, you know, they not – with the poor receiving core they have. But even the Packers, I mean, they played the Patriots last week, and that is very good defense. But Aaron Rodgers has kind of had his struggles with his young receiving core. So I could see this being a close, relatively – relatively close uh, low-scoring game. What is your what do you think about the this game that's going gonna be going down in London tomorrow morning? Yeah, um, uh, I mean I definitely agree with you. We've seen uh Green Bay struggles on the offense side of the ball. And uh I mean New York hasn't really been uh I mean they haven't really never been, especially in the last couple of years, been an offensive powerhouse. So I mean I wouldn't be shocked if you're right. I would expect a low scoring game and in my opinion I think it's gonna be a lot of running with Barkley looking great early in the early season and the two-headed monster like we talked last week of A.J. Dillon and Aaron Jones. So if I was expecting, uh, I would expect a heavy defensive matchups with uh, a couple running backs having some big games. Definitely. Um, I don't know if one I'll wake up for, but definitely could be an interesting one to see how that, uh, you know, once you kind of roll out of bed, see how that game kind of ends. Um, as far as some other interesting games on the matchups, uh, we'll go ahead and jump, I guess, real quick into our games as we like, yeah, obviously our teams, we like to talk about them. Um, since my game is the first one I've listed here, uh, the Texans will and go and play the Jaguars in Jacksonville. Uh, as far as, uh, as a Texans fan at this point, I mean, you know, obviously we're not giving up on the season, but it's just kind of the same story. Uh, you just love to see production out of Davis Mills. This is a this Jags team's not a bad team. You know, getting a win here would be huge. I mean, divisional win. You know, this is a game we're obviously the underdog in. Like, we'll probably be most, if not all, of our games moving forward. Uh, just would love to see some production out of Davis Mills. Uh, I'd love to see Pierce to continue uh, to see what he's got and see him run the rock. And then for our defense, yeah, I mean, just more see Petrie continue to be that beast that he is on defense. Uh, I'd love to see Stingley get tested more and more this year so he gets that experience. And uh, Trevor Lawrence is a guy who I, I do believe will probably test him. Uh, I don't think it'll be a, probably a particularly interesting game, but but it could be, you know, with the NFL, you never know. But um, but definitely the one thing I'll be looking for is hopefully it's just a, a good, productive, consistent game for Davis Mills and at least keep us in this game uh, till the end, kind of like he does, but maybe more production can get us to win. Uh, Mo, your Saints will be at home taking on the Seahawks, obviously still facing some injuries, but getting some guys back. What do you think about um, this matchup for your boys? Um, I mean, I feel like um, 
the Seahawks have been a hot team as of lately, especially coming off of the win to the Lions in that high-scoring affair. But I feel like Andy Dalton showed that he can play last week, and so I think it's going to be a very competitive game. And I feel like this could be uh, – looks like Kamara's going to play. He might. I feel like he's questionable, but, I mean, he's been back in practice the last couple of days, which is good to see. So I feel like if we can get Kamara involved, it'd be a good bounce-back game for the Saints if we could win this game and um, get our confidence up go ahead and into the midseason and hopefully able to upset a couple teams and um, make a run at the playoffs. But I feel like our keys for this game is our defense has to keep on playing lockdown like they have been. Uh, because, I mean, Geno Smith is definitely nothing to sneeze at, as we've seen um, in the previous weeks. And then I feel like on offense, we just need to keep the ball moving the whole game. We just need to be at a consistent pace. Um, we shouldn't be going three and out for three straight drives because that just kills momentum in your defense. Definitely could be a very interesting matchup there as a Andy, if Andy Dalton can play like he did last week and Geno Smith continues to play fairly well for the Seahawks. But um, going into the main feature games, as far as the noon slot for this week, and I think hands down, uh, if you ask me, the feature game for this week, is um the uh Kenny Pickett getting his first career start? Obviously, he came in for a little bit at the end of last week. He did throw three interceptions, but as we discussed, you know those don't gen they don't actually show the you know how well he played. A couple of them really weren't his fault. You could possibly make the argument none of them were his fault. Uh, but he's going to be tested with a very difficult test as he heads into Buffalo to play the Bills, who obviously just got a big big divisional win over the the Ravens. They're running hot. You know, this offense is going to be jumping back in the stride. Yes, the Bills are still facing some injury problems, especially on the uh, defensive side of the ball. I mentioned that they'll be missing the guy I shouted out in the last episode, um, Jordan Boyer. But um, still a very difficult Bills defense with guys like Ron Miller. Uh, could be, It's going to be a really big test for the rookie. You know, he played very well in the preseason and uh, – and uh, he was, you know, overall, like, if you just looked at the way he was throwing the ball, minus those three interceptions in that game he came in against the Jets, uh, he didn't look uh, – he looked relatively good. I mean, definitely something if you're a Steelers fan or even if you're just flipping the channels looking for a, an interesting uh, game to watch, I could see this being an interesting game just, you know, with a rookie quarterback making his debut. Mo, what do you think uh, – what do you kind of expect of Kenny Pickett coming into this, this rough first start against that Bills defense? Um, yeah, I definitely think uh, it's going to be a tough game for Pickett to kind of pull out and especially um, pull out a win, and especially coming in first real start. It's in Buffalo, but I feel like also it's like there's the other side of it too, where it's like, well, he's really got nothing to lose coming into this game. Um, I mean, no one's really expecting them to go in Buffalo and win. So I think sometimes that could be used to, especially a young quarterback's advantage. Um, and so I think that's interesting. But I think there are, he's also going to have to have help, whether that's from Najee Harris in the run game or whether that's from the defense forcing turnovers if they want to see him succeed. Because I feel like the best rookie quarterbacks that we've seen in the previous years have always been – on a team where they have help, whether it's in the receiving core or the run game or sometimes the defense. Yeah, definitely will be a game to keep your eye on. Moving into the three three twenty five slot, 
Uh, I would say the most intriguing – there's a couple of good intriguing games on there, but I'd say the most intriguing game for me would probably be this Cowboys-Rams game. The Gals Cowboys will be traveling to Los Angeles to take on the Rams. Obviously, the Rams have had uh, their struggles early in this year offensively, still trying to find you know that spark that they've had the last couple seasons. You know, Matt Stafford continues to have some problems throwing the ball. Maybe it's because of his elbow. Maybe he's just kind of starting to lose it with age. We don't know. And now he's going to get a very rough test against you know my guys like Micah Parsons and Trayvon Diggs, who are you know two of the better young defenders in the league. Um, uh, definitely, but I still think could be a very interesting game. Cooper, and then the even just the storyline overall. This game, you know, the story of Cooper Rush as he'll continue and get the start in this game. You know, he's on that incredible undefeated uh, run right now for the Cowboys. So uh, could he, you know, extend that to four and zero with a big win over the Rams? Um, I like the way that he. I feel like the funny thing about Cooper Rush to me is you know sometimes you have a backup that comes in. And he just does stuff. It's like, oh, it looks like they just don't know what he's about. And he plays one good game. And he doesn't show ridiculous talent as much as he just shows kind of like, you know, the ability to go out and, and execute in ways that the, the defense probably wasn't expecting because they weren't preparing for him. But he's shown very athletic, uh, he had, like athletic ability, good passing, very accurate passing, and good athleticism and ability to get out of the pocket. Um, so that's very promising if you're a Cowboys fan. And, and I think definitely this could shape up to be, a pretty interesting game in that three o'clock window, don't you think, Mom? Yeah, I definitely feel like you're right here. Um, against I, I like Cooper Rush too because I mean I feel like no one was really expecting the Cowboys. Like if they were gonna start off the season this well, it was gonna be with Dak. But I mean Cooper Rush has been undefeated so far, and like you mentioned, uh, the Rams struggles to just to win games in general. I mean I think both offensively and defensively they've had their struggles. It'll be interesting to see um, how they can kind of react to those from being a Super Bowl team uh, to now being, I believe, they're two and two, so like middle of the pack in the league. And I feel like it's going to be important, in my opinion, when I watch the Rams. Um, I feel like they need other playmakers. We know Cooper Cup's going to go out there, and we know he's going to have a good game. He's going to have a lot of receptions and a lot of yards, but. I almost feel like they need to, like, share the wealth, whether that's getting the ball to Allen Robinson or Van Jefferson or maybe getting one of the running backs more involved just to help the offense a little bit. Because I feel like their offense is becoming more and more one-dimensional, which makes them uh, less of a threat to teams. I definitely agree that offense needs a jump start if they want to make a real run and be as much talent as they have. They got to start playing, and they got to start playing soon. Another interesting game in that 3 o'clock slot. We won't talk about that much, but uh, we'll talk about when we do our pick-ems. That Eagles-Cardinals game also, I think, could be definitely an interesting game to take, keep your eye on. Um, but I think the last feature game that we'll talk about before moving into our pick-ems is the, maybe the biggest game of the weekend as far as just overall standings go. It's uh, the Cincinnati Bengals heading to Baltimore to play the Ravens uh, tomorrow and Sunday night football. Um, two great quarterbacks in Joe Burrow and – um, Lamar Jackson, obviously Lamar Jackson coming off a disappointing ending to the last game where he threw the interception that kind of sealed the win for the Bills. Um, and then Joe Burrow and the Bengals uh, coming in, uh, you know, they're both these teams are two and two. Um, so they're looking to battle for the top of that division. I mean, you know, they only play each other twice. And these are the two teams I think that we could agree probably by the end of the year will be battling for that division. 
Uh, I'm expecting an offensive battle, probably some fireworks. You know, we said that earlier in the year and haven't got always gotten some, but I think a motivated Lamar Jackson uh, definitely is going to put on the offense show. And Joe Burrow does a good job of always, you know, like his competitive side always matches the the other side's offense. So if, if Lamar Jackson is going to play superb, you would expect Joe Burrow, who's starting, you know, to get that offense jump started this year, um, to also put on a good performance. On the offensive side of the ball, Mo, what do you think going into this game? That's this Sunday night game. Yeah, I mean, I definitely think you make a good point with both quarterbacks being great, but I feel like these are also, I mean, two very competitive defenses. I mean, we saw what the Ravens defense can do against the Bills, and we saw um, what the Bengals defense did against Miami with the amount of pressure they got with playmakers like Trey Hendrickson coming off the edge. And so I feel like, I mean, I could definitely see the fireworks, but I could also definitely see um, not a defensive-heavy game, but I could definitely also see a game where maybe it's not as much fireworks as it may appear, just because I feel like both these defenses have enough playmakers to stop uh, the other's offense, and I feel like that's what it's going to come down to is what defense is going to be there to play and it's going to make the most plays and set up their offense. Uh, yeah, definitely is going to be a game to watch as there's playmakers on both sides of the ball for both those teams. Uh, bound to be a competitive game that comes probably down to the wire. Now let's go ahead and jump into our pick em segment here. Uh, if you don't know what we do, we each uh, pick every game, just a straight outright winner of every game for the uh, for each week. You get one point if you get the uh, game correct. Uh, the standing stand, Mo is on top, has uh, the lead over me, five-point lead over me with 37 points, and I'm at 32. Uh, we none of Neither of us got a point on Thursday night uh, because we both took Denver, and the Colts ended up getting the win in that game. But let's go ahead and start it off. We'll start off with, obviously, the first game we talked about at the beginning, the New York Giants um, and the Green Bay Packers battling it out in London uh, early tomorrow morning. I'm going to go with the Green Bay Packers. Uh, I think the Giants are playing relatively good football, and Tycon Barkley's finding his stride, but I think Aaron Rodgers is continuing to prove with his connection with receivers like uh, Romeo Dobbs and, and a bunch of those other, Christian Watson, and those connections continue to get better week to week, and uh, they, that offense puts on enough to beat the Giants in London. Mo, what about you? Um. Yeah, I can agree with you more. I think it's going to be uh, – I think it's going to go down to the two-headed monster and Aaron Jones and A.J. Dillon just running all over this Giants defense, getting a little redemption from last week where I know they didn't have as good as a game as expected. And so I feel like coming into London, they're going to establish the run game, and that's what it's going to come down to. And the Green Bay defense is going to be able to hold Barkley. All right, moving into the next game, we have Atlanta traveling to Tampa Bay. Um, obviously, there's been a lot going on with uh, Tom Brady as of recently. Um, he did keep that game against the Chiefs relatively close last game. There's been a lot of stuff in his personal life uh, for the Falcons coming off that very close win to the uh, to the Browns where they got that win. Um, but um, I'm going to go with uh, the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Tom Brady's undefeated against the Falcons 10-0 in his career. I think he extends that streak to 11-0 after he gets a big win with that offense on Sunday. Uh, yeah, I'm also going to go Tampa Bay here, but I don't think it'll be as close as people think. I think this Falcons team 
uh, is slightly underrated. I've seen him play a couple times, and Mariota does not look like a bottom tier, a bottom five quarterback like we thought he was going to look up. So I feel like the Falcons make this one competitive, but at the end, um, Tom Brady is just going to play so well enough where the Buccaneers are going to come out with the win. Uh, moving on, we have Chicago traveling to Minnesota. Um, in this game, I mean, I'm going to rock with the Vikings. Uh, this is, should not be – this is probably one of the easier games to pick of the week. The Bears' offense continues to stall. Uh, they can't find – you know, the run game has been good, but David Montgomery is obviously uh, – is, is with his injury, that makes it very hard to run the ball. And Justin uh, Fields can't seem to figure out uh, at quarterback, so – I think their offense continues to stall as Minnesota gets a big, uh, big, big win. Yeah, I'm going to agree with you here. I feel like Fields has been on the struggle bus as of lately, and that's just going to continue allowing the Vikings offense and the powerful – their Vikings powerful offense to be able to put some points on the board in Minnesota, and they're just going to kind of take this game away. All right, moving into the next matchup, we got the Detroit Lions going to visit the New England Patriots in what I think could definitely be a very interesting game. Obviously, we talked about before, Mac Jones will not play for the Patriots, so Bailey Zappi will get the start um, in the game where he played in Green Bay. Uh, he did play uh, most of the game, but uh, we didn't really get to see what he had because they kept it pretty conservative with a lot of screens, uh, a lot of RPOs, and a lot of run. I think they continue to run the ball. Uh, in this game a lot. So if you had, uh, what's his name, Rod Moore Stevenson um, or Damian um, Harris in your fantasy league, I recommend starting either of them just because I think they're going to want to try to take the ball out of Zappi's hands and keep the ball out of that Detroit Lions offense hands as high scoring as they have been. Good, but I do think if you're the Patriots, you know, you're not really going into win the Super Bowl or anything this year. I think this is a good chance to get a real good look at the, your rookie quarterback and maybe open it up a little bit. But um, I think at the end, Detroit gets to win. That offense has been very good at producing. That all, the defense has showed struggles at point, but playing against a rookie quarterback, you really your focus just needs to be stopping the run. And if he beats you, then he beats you. But um, I think he can't, and I think the short line will get the win. Um. Yeah, I'm going to agree with you here. I think the Lions' offense is too powerful. They're just going to put too much points on the board where uh, Zappi's not going to be able to respond to it and the run game, it just isn't going to be working. And so I feel like uh, the Lions should be able to come out of here with a win. All right, we're in agreement on each game so far. Let's go ahead and move on. Uh, we talked about this a little bit earlier. Mike Texans will be going to Jacksonville to play Jags. Um, I'd love to see Davis Mills, like I said before, jumpstart this offense and get a uh, – this would be a big win, obviously divisional win, but also um, Jags have proven themselves to be a relatively good team. I don't think we get the win. I'm going to ride with the Jags just because, you know, this they've been playing very well. They know they're at the top division. It's their division right now to win or lose. I think Jacksonville gets a – you know, they pad onto their division lead um, and they they get a big win against the Texans. Oh, yeah, I'm also going to take the Jags here. I think Lawrence has looked really well, and that offense has looked really well, and uh, James Robinson has been cooking this season. I feel like uh, the weak Texans run defense might just get cooked up by James Robinson on the ground and maybe a little bit of ETN in action. And so I feel like Jacksonville will come out here with the win. All right, the Chargers going to visit the Browns. Um 
I'm going to go with the Chargers in this game. I think, you know, Cleveland has showed its struggles, especially last week when it struggled against Atlanta and this Chargers team. While they still, you know, are missing some big names, they'll be missing Keenan Allen. I saw the way they played against the Texans, and that offense is still legit. You know, Justin Herbert's still a guy, even if he doesn't have guys like Keenan Allen. Austin Eckler can still get the job done. Um, I think they get the win uh, in Cleveland. Yeah, I feel like the Browns just uh, – I feel like their offense, again, similar to the Rams, is one-dimensional. Their, their purely run game um, maybe need to get Amari Cooper more involved. But on the other hand, Justin Herbert has looked great. Austin Eckler had, a, I believe, a hat trick against the Texans, and he looked really good, like he's ready to bounce back. And so I feel like this is the first week since week one where we're actually going to see that high-powered uh, Chargers team uh, come in and kind of storm the Browns. I would could will say definitely keep your eye on maybe a big run game for Cleveland, even if they don't get the win um, at a Chubb and Hunt, because the Chargers defense did struggle to stop Damian Pierce uh, last week. Uh, next game, we got the Dolphins going to visit New York. Obviously, Tua will not play in this game, uh, and Zach Wilson is coming, not coming back, but his second game back. Um, so it'll be a two-list Dolphins playing New York. Also, we mentioned before, the Dolphins have a couple other injury question marks. I'm still going to go with them. They got Teddy Bridgewater at the back of quarterback. He's a, uh, you know, a tenured quarterback in the NFL. He's a great backup to have. He's very capable. I think he takes the reins easily and gets a win against the Jets. Yeah, I'm going to agree with you. I mean, the Jets played a great game last week, but I feel like uh, the Dolphins' defense is very good, and they have uh, an insane secondary, and they've shown that they can stop the run, and so they're just going to shut down this Jets offense, and Bridgewater is not going to be required to do much, and with weapons like Tyreek Hill and Jalen Waddle still involved in the offense, I feel like Miami should be able to put up enough points on the board. All right, moving to the big game that we featured for the noon spot, Pittsburgh Steelers and rookie Kenny Pickett visiting Buffalo in that Bills offense. Um, I think in this game that the um, – I think the Bills get the win. I, I mean, obviously, Kenny Pickett being the rookie, I don't think he looks bad, but I think the Bills are just proved too much and they're going to get the win. Yeah, I'm going to agree with you here. I think uh, Josh Allen is looked very good this season and so has that Allen Diggs connection. And the the Bills defense, I think it's going to be a little too much for the rookies. going to be a little uh, overwhelming. and They're going to get a lot of pressure on him and uh, may cause some area throws leading to picks. All right, Seattle going to New Orleans. I'm going to ride with your Saints, I think. Um, Andy Dalton looking really good against the uh, – actually, no, I think I'm going to go Seattle. I think I'm going to go Seattle just because I like the way that Gina – this is a hard one because Alvin Kamara is back. No, I'm going to stick with my gut. I'm going to go New Orleans. Alvin Kamara being back. Uh, Andy Dalton looked very good last week. That connection with Olive looked good. He continues to improve week by week. Uh, I do think Geno Smith will have a pretty good, pretty good game. It could be a very interesting game. But I think in the end that the New Orleans Saints offense slowly getting healthy uh, proves too much for the Seahawks defense. Yeah, I'm going to agree with you here. Uh, I saw the struggles last week to stop Jamal Williams. And so I feel like the struggles this week is going to be to stop Kamara on the ground. And so I feel like we're going to be able to do 
a lot on the ground game, making the pass game open up for Andy Dalton. And I feel like once we get our rhythm down, our offense is going to be very hard to stop. All right, the Titans visiting the Washington football team. Obviously, the Titans got a comeback big win over the Colts. Uh, I think that me win means a lot less now that they uh, – um, now that the Colts obviously looked embarrassing against the Broncos. I'm going to go with Washington in this game. I think they get – I would figure – let me check real quick. I would figure that Washington and the underdogs, yeah, only one-point underdogs are still underdogs. But I think Washington gets the, the win here. I mean, they, they, you know, the offense is able to put up points. And I think, you know, Tennessee in these games historically have kind of laid goose eggs. So I think the commanders get a win here at home against the Titans. Uh, I'm going to oppose you here. I think – Derrick Henry's going to have a, a heck of a game in Washington. He's going to run all over this defense. And I feel like Tennessee is starting to hit their stride now. They're starting to wake up after a rough start to the season. I feel like this is going to be one of their games where they're going to prove a point to the rest of the league that they are still contending for the AFC South. All right, next we got the Niners traveling to Carolina to play Baker in the, in the, the Panthers. Uh, for me, uh, Jimmy G uh, – I feel they got obviously coming off also the momentum of that big win against their rivals in the Rams. I think they carry that momentum into Carolina. I think Jimmy G has made not a great game, but a good enough game. And then they're probably have, you know, Jeff Wilson expect him probably the, the, the big day and Debo Samuel in the run game too to have a big day. And that leads them to a win over the Panthers. Um, yeah, I'm expecting a really low scoring game here, battle defenses, but then I feel like uh, San Fran has more playmakers than Kittle and Debo on the offense side of the ball compared to McCaffrey on the Panther side of the ball. So I feel like they're going to get one play or whatever it is. That's going to kind of – maybe it's a long touchdown or maybe it's a long play that sets them up with a field goal position. But I would expect the battle of the kickers and a very defensive heavy game with maybe one or two big plays deciding the outcome of this game. But it's going to go towards San Fran. All right, uh, moving on, Dallas. We talked about this game earlier. Dallas going to the Rams. Uh, I think the Rams' offense has um, has just not been enough, and this Dallas defense looks very good. Cooper Rush obviously is looking hot right now. I think Dallas gets the win in L.A. Uh, I'm going to oppose you here. I'm going to say that Stafford finally finds some other receivers that's not named Cup. I feel like Robinson is going to have a big game because I feel like Diggs is going to be tracing down Cup the whole game. And it's going to leave air for uh, Robinson and Van Jefferson. And those guys are going to have a big game. And Stafford will have a good game through the air. And But I also feel like it won't need to be that big. Because I feel like this Dallas offense is going to struggle against this Rams defense. And I feel like we're going to see um, uh, Jalen Ramsey, C.D. Lamb matchup, which will be very interesting. Which, as it looks like, is uh, Cooper Rush's favorite target. So... I feel like he may try to test Jalen Ramsey one too many times and may pay for it, which is going to be a turning point. Um, Philly looking to extend the undefeated streak going to Arizona. I'm going to ride with Philly. The offense will look very good. They had a little bit of a scare last week, um, but I think that they uh, continue – or not really scare, but they, they had a rough game you know, kind of last week um, playing – but Jacksonville also a team you can't take lightly. But I think um, the way – I've not been too impressed with the way Arizona has played – um, so I'm going to take Philly in this one. They keep the undefeated season alive. Oh, I think this right here is a game that's going to be the shootout of the week in the highest scoring game. I feel like uh, two very capable quarterbacks in Hurts and Murray, 
But I think these are the games that Arizona wins. It's these games when no one expects them. Everyone's like, oh, you know, they're a middle-to-back-tier team. And then they come out against the last undefeated team, and they handle them their first loss of the season. And at home, uh, they have momentum going their way. Uh, I feel like we're going to see a good all-around offensive performance from Arizona and Kyler Murray, and that's going to help them win this game. All right, uh, moving on to the next game, uh, the Sunday night game, one of the biggest games we can talk about. The Bengals traveling to Baltimore. I kind of hinted at this, but, yeah, I think the Baltimore Ravens are coming off too big of them. You know, too, they're going to be too motivated. To, I think the Bengals are a very good team, and they're proving that to have a good offense. But I think the Ravens coming too motivated. The offense uh, starts hitting again. Uh, Lamar Jackson has a crazy good game, and the, and the Ravens get the win at home in a big divisional matchup. Yeah, I'm going to agree with you here. In Baltimore, I think it's going to be very hard to beat them this season at home. And, I mean, the Bengals proved a little bit against the Dolphins, but, I mean, Tua did go down. And so I think they haven't proven enough to show they're on the Ravens level yet. So I'm expecting the Ravens to go out with a win. And like you said, I expect Lamar Jackson to have a big redemption game, whether it's on the ground or through the air. All right, and the last game of the week will be the Monday night game. Another good game, uh, the, the the Raiders going to Kansas City to play the Chiefs. Uh, the Chiefs obviously came out very motivated against the uh, Buccaneers last week, um, and the, the Raiders were able to find their first win last week. But I think this Chiefs team, I, I, just, I don't think I can pick against them after the way they played uh, that game against Tampa Bay. That offense still was capable of, you know, turning it on whenever they have to or whenever they want to. And I think they, you know, even though the Raiders, I do think, are better than their what their record shows, I, they don't win this one, and they are starting to fall into a hole here. Even though this is, uh, you know, a game that, you know, uh, an acceptable loss because it's such a good team, I think the Raiders fall into a deeper hole here when the Kings, then the Chiefs get the win uh, in Arrowhead in primetime. That's a rough environment. Any way to win in, I think that just helps boost the Kansas State Chiefs to a win this week. Yeah, I'm going to agree with you here. I feel like Mahomes is – too powerful and they're gonna be able to come out here um with the win and I think it may be a closer game than people think because I think the Raven the Raiders also have a high powered offense but then I compared the defenses and the Chiefs defense has looked better this season than the Raiders I think that's is what's gonna win uh Kansas City the game all right so we definitely go opposite ways on uh, quite a few a few games this week uh not as much as before but uh, definitely also a lot of games that we'll want to watch. But moving into quick or like right at the end here, our last segment of the episode, our bold prediction segment where we pick uh, something we expect to happen um, that's a little out there, maybe won't, but maybe will based on kind of what we've seen this season. I'll go ahead and start. Mine involves the um, – the the Cleveland Browns who are going uh or who I don't know if they're going to visit. Let me double check if they're visiting or if they're okay. The Chargers are going to the Browns, so it might involve the Brown side. Uh, I just watched the Chargers run defense and it was piss poor. And the, and the, uh, the Browns have one of the hardest best running backs, hardest running best running backs in the league, and Nick Chubb. He's had great games this year. Uh, last two games, he's had over 110 yards. Uh, week one, he had 140 yards. I think he has his best week this week. He gets 150 yards. He also gets two touchdowns. Uh, I think he continues his incredible year, making his run for probably the rushing title uh, this year. And he has an amazing game against that um, that Chargers, that poor Chargers run defense that that struggled against Damian Pierce and allowed him to have 130 yards. And I think they – 
Uh, I think Nick Chubb runs all over them and has 150 yards and two touchdowns. Mo, what about you? I'm going to go towards um, the Cowboys-Rams game, and I'm going to say that Ramsey is going to shadow CeeDee Lamb, and CeeDee Lamb will be held to under five receptions and under 50 yards, and Ramsey will have a take from Cooper Rush just trying to force the issue. All right, there you go. We have you have our picks. You have our bold predictions for this week. Another amazing slate of foot. Um, till late at night. A good a good day of football expected tomorrow. Um, uh, we thank you so much for listening. Uh, remember to go follow us on Twitter at CNC Sports Test to get the latest updates when all of our new episodes are available. Uh, also, we're available now on Apple Podcasts as well as Spotify, so you can listen to us wherever you want to if you uh, are streaming between those two platforms. But again, thank you so much for listening, and uh, we'll see you in the next one. Yeah.